Hi, I'm Neve Cassidy, ex-social care worker turned parent educator and IBCLC. When I started out, I struggled to get clients and to gain visibility. I knew I was good at my work and that I could truly help people, but I didn't know how to get that message out or to get clients in. Marketing and selling felt icky and not what I was about, and what I did try rarely worked anyway. I bought trainings, joined memberships, worked with mentors, but it often felt like they didn't really understand what it is that we do and the importance of being ethical and authentic. So I set out on a mission to learn, experiment, and develop ways I could share my message, support my clients, make a consistent income, and feel good about it. Today, I run a successful private practice, and I want to help you to do the same. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pregnancy and Postnatal Entrepreneurs Collective Podcast. Today, we're talking about building your professional referral network. Professional referral networks are a powerful tool for growing your business and in offering you support as a solo entrepreneur. But if you are an introvert, new to your area, or unsure how to get started, it can seem daunting. In this episode, I will share a few tips to get you started. But firstly, let's look at why having a strong professional network is important. Ultimately, a strong network will mean more clients hearing about your services. But not only that, if a potential client hears about you from someone they already trust or have a working relationship with, they will be more likely to trust you, or in marketing terms, be warm towards your services. Also, building a strong network can offer you support. Many pregnancy and postnatal entrepreneurs are solo business owners, so having other people to reach out to for advice and support is priceless. Maybe your business bestie is out there waiting to meet you. Sometimes when people are looking at expanding their network, they are reluctant to reach out to who they may feel are the competition. But here in The Collective, we are all about community and collaboration, not competition. What if you were to view these other service providers as your colleagues or peers instead? When it's framed that way, how does it make you feel? When I started out as an antenatal educator, I was finding it hard to fill my classes. And when my training organisation enrolled more students in my area, I thought it was unfair to be bringing in more teachers when I couldn't fill my classes. But here's the thing. When we think like that, it's coming from a place of scarcity rather than abundance. What if we taught instead? Wow, isn't it amazing that families have choice in who supports them? When my classes or books are full, I'm so happy I have someone I can refer on to so parents can still get the support they need. I love that when my colleague is full or busy that I can help them out. If I'm sick or cannot fill an obligation, I love having a network of people I trust I can fall back on. When we change our mindset on this, wonderful relationships can flourish. So, who should you be connecting with and how do you go about it? Start with making a list of other types of services that come in contact with your potential clients. Include providers providing the same service as you. Examples might be doulas, private midwives, childbirth educators, yoga teachers, osteopaths, anyone who may be working with your group, whether that's pregnant families or postnatal families. Write out the names of any providers in your area that you already know or have heard of. If you don't currently have a relationship with these providers, reach out, start contacting them. Do it in whatever way makes you feel good. If you're an email person, 
email. If you want to send a voice note on social media, do that. If you want to pick up the phone and give them a call, use whatever communication style works best for you. Next, if you're part of a professional association, reach out to others in that association too. You already have a commonality and people are really open to working together in these associations. Attend industry events and set a goal of specific people or a number of people to connect with. In all of this, be authentic, not markety. You want the referral network to work both ways, so you want to get to know the person and see if there's someone you're happy to refer to. Don't start with a sales pitch. Don't pitch at all if possible, but do ensure that you let them know what you do and who you do it for as part of the conversation. This is about building true connections. It's not just about handing out business cards and saying, if you have a client who might need my services, you can send them my way. When you connect with someone, you will come to their mind when one of their clients is looking for a service that you provide. And always continue to follow up. Reach out on social media, arrange to meet at another event, grab a coffee. Referral relationships require ongoing effort, but they can be a great way to grow your business and your support network. Finally, this isn't about kickbacks. This is about connection. Kickbacks are where people accept payment for referrals. And that's not ethical in the work that we do. Thanks for listening. I hope this episode has been helpful. If you would like a step-by-step guide to growing and nurturing your network, grab your freebie guide with the link in the show notes and come join us in our growing Facebook community where collaboration, not competition, is always top of our agenda.